0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another podcast. Today, I'm talking to two people um, behind the soundtrack and the sound design of the recent indie hit Crosscode, uh, respectively. Now, don't kill me if I mispronounce anything. Um, they're Dennis Akbulut, the composer, and Te Flora, or AKA Flora, um, who was in charge of the sound design. CrossCode of course is a JRPG, action RPG game that recently came out. We did the interview um, I think two months ago, It, it was a crazy time, didn't get much time to edit at all. Uh, but now it's done and I really hope you enjoy it. I think it's a little bit of a different episode in so far that those two guys are part of the core team behind the game. So um, they really have insight into the development process and are very close to the whole um, development of the game and have been on board for years. So um, I think that is an interesting angle which I tried to expand upon a little bit in the interview. And without further ado, here is the CrossCode audio team. So, welcome, guys. Nice having you here. And um, let's jump right in. How has the release gone so far? The game's been out for six weeks. Are you guys happy with the reception? I am,
1: <laughs> pretty much.
2: Uh-huh. I would, Dennis. It's been pretty all right, I think. Like, um, it's all pretty well as far as I've heard.
1: Yes. And we got a lot of very positive feedback. And, uh, Especially for like first indie game, yeah, um, it's it's really really good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Have you made a big splash because the game's been in early access for quite some time? But uh, now that it, it fully released, there was a big uptick in sales and and press as well, right?
1: Yes, definitely.
0: And you guys even have have dedicated publishers for different countries, isn't that right?
1: Uh, yes, it's true. the asian countries
0: okay wow you you don't hear that often in uh, indie games it's usually like you know i have i made a twitter account that's our publishing
1: yeah we got pretty lucky there i i don't really know how that actually like happened at the start it just happened somehow other other team members probably know more about it
0: (laughs) okay but it is cool that you guys you you are freelancers right but at the same time, you're uh, like fixed part of the team.
2: Um, you could say it like that, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We've been we've been like heavily involved with Crosscode ever since, like earliest since uh, we uh, managed to have an, a successful uh, Indiegogo campaign, mm-hmm. and that's when the first people like first people started to work more or less full time. I also like joined the more or less full time team uh, a year later or so.
0: Mm -hmm. That was uh, Indiegogo, I think, was 2015?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe so. Mm -hmm.
0: So you guys have been on board two or three years so far? Um, We've actually been longer
1: than that on the team. It's just um, before that we basically used our free time to work on the game. Mm -hmm. Like everyone did and uh with the indiegogo campaign we got some money and we also got um our publisher deck 13 Mm -hmm. pretty soon after that oh sweet um so yeah we had the financial uh possibility to just really work on it and get paid for it and stuff
0: Uh uh-huh okay so uh, in total how many how many years has it been that you guys have started the project i think it uh, when did you come on board before Indiegogo?
1: Yeah, I think I think uh the first tech demo was uh, in 2012 uh-huh. online. Wow in a web browser. And it didn't have any sounds. Uh, but a few months after that we released the tech demo plus mm-hmm. um, plus where we had the first um first sound effects and I think the first music too.
0: That was, uh, I think, that was early, early 2013. Okay, five years ago, more than five. It's already late 2018. Okay. Because usually the the people I talk to, they come on board quite late, and they just compose a soundtrack or make sound design for a few weeks or months, and then they're gone again. Um, how do you think the process, like of being on there for five years, changed the outcome? And did you iterate over the game a lot? Did you change a lot through, throughout the years on the music and sounds that you uh, made in early stages?
2: Well, um, since because we worked so long in the game, you can tell when um, um, certain sounds or music uh, were made very early in development and very late in development, because naturally mm-hmm. you get better at doing this. So... Um, i mean uh we've the way the whole p- development worked is um since we had a um early access version and uh, it it ha- had updates every now and then like we would we, we would uh, promise our uh, backers and early access people like more content over time yeah, frequent and, updates yeah, frequent updates, and we would also naturally need uh, music and sound so. Uh, As soon as there's like a new part in the game that needs music or sounds we we are being uh, called in and we have to do our work, too Mm -hmm. so it's like a um, returning process
0: And before before the full release did you go back to old tracks and revamp them?
2: Oh, there wasn't any time to revamp stuff (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you had to to redo some stuff right like oh, yeah, right Uh, for the music uh, I had to do some uh, like uh, remake some some all the tracks because Way back in 2013, I was working on a different computer, and um, I didn't know any better, and I kind of messed up when when making backups. Oh, so uh, it was it was mostly because um, if I were to put all the music tracks in the game, there should also be like um, in high the highest possible quality in the soundtrack as well. Yeah. So. Uh, but all, the only thing I had left of the uh, old tracks were the highly compressed Warbus uh, files that Ugh. are in the game. Oh wow. So it would have been uh, I, I had to uh, bite the bullet and uh, redo them.: Yeah. Mm. And that, that very, very, very close to release as well. It was, it was very stressful. Mm. Oh man. There was the, I had so much to do. Like the, the, the last two months, at least, have been incredibly stressful. Mm. there was so much work to be left to be done. Mm-hmm. I had to make uh, so much new music because all these all these last bits of the game um they came together at the very last uh, very in the very last day, so I had to wait until it's ready and then I had to do like a five minute piece for the boss battle. Oh. <laughs> and uh, like in the very last week, um, I, I was still waiting on t- uh, to, to, to know how long the credit sequence is going to be. So I had to make like music that's going to be um, long enough for it as well. Mm-hmm. So everything has been very
0: chaotic and,
2: and, and <laughs> um, like, a, like a storm. Yeah,
0: and on top of all that, I mean, uh, from what I've heard, the 1.0 release was like half the content of the whole game, right? It was a huge uh, addition in terms of the content.
2: Yeah, we, we worked on um, the latter bit of the game in secret mm-hmm. because it contains lots of spoilers. And um, we were, of course, very anxious to see how people will um, like re- receive that Um mm-hmm. Because um the, the early access version actually um like uh, you, you can play um, the first half of the story, mm-hmm. but once you reach a certain point where it actually gets really interesting in the story, the game the game ends and um uh the 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 part after has been the part we've we've worked on for so long now and um uh, it's 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 great to be able to able to show like to 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 show everything um, we've worked uh, in secret because yeah. a lot of a lot, of, a lot of stuff uh, in in the latter half uh, is, is stuff we're really proud of.
1: Mm-hmm. Just in general, uh, you could say uh, that the content over time of our development and so uh, over time in the game too got uh, better and better in quality. I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, we, we learned a lot of stuff on the way. And um, I think uh, everything from story and uh, uh, graphics and environment and sound and music gets better
0: and better. <laughs> it's, it's funny. So you actually built the game chronologically. You built the first level first and the last level last, more or less?
1: Kind of. Um, the, uh, there's a middle point in the story that uh we did pretty uh pretty much pretty late in the development because mm-hmm. um we first wanted uh, to finish the 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 open dungeons and the open areas for um for testing for our early access users mm-hmm. and um so we waited to um make the the other area that's important um mm-hmm until after that so and that's that's actually pretty good so you have a middle point where you get get there and everything is really polished and and very uh, really oh. nice <laughs> very high quality
2: i would say
0: yeah and you get uh, get sort of a glimpse of what it's going to be like towards the end mm. in terms yes. of polish okay i see i,
2: I think i think was like this uh we started making the um all the levels, all the maps uh, chronologically, like all the dungeons you, you, you can um, find in the latter half the, of the game are actually uh, were actually already done um, during the early access version mm-hmm. so yeah the, all the maps and, and areas and stuff they were all done chronologically actually, and uh, then we added all the uh, narrative and those were done chron- chronologically as well mm-hmm. like we um, narrative as in we um, Put like cutscenes between them. Had like lots of dialogues written. Make it make it a a, a story-driven game mm-hmm. uh, instead instead of, of of like oh here here's some dungeons you can explore
0: mm. instead of a open-world single-player MMO. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> And now that you guys say it, um, have you put on other hats because you're in such a, a small development studio? Have you guys done like level design or writing or, at some point or did you just stick to audio?
2: Well, um, mostly we did um, music and audio, but um, we often have um, conferences like mm-hmm. every one or two weeks. And we basically brainstorm ideas what to do next for like when, when, we're, when we're ready to make a new boss. We um, ask everyone to like, throw in some ideas, wacky ideas, crazy ideas. And we just, we just uh, collect ideas like that and uh, pick the one we, we like the most. And that's, that's how a lot of uh, cool ideas get, get it into the game. Like um, one of the bosses is like, a, I think, I think at, at some point I jokingly said, what if, what if at the top of this tree, of this giant tree, there's like a, a whale? a big freaking whale <laughs> that's uh, using the, the leaves on the ground as like sort of water and jumps out at you and stuff like that. And <laughs> Felix the man actually
0: did it. <laughs> awesome. Okay. That's really cool. That's a, a kind of creative control that you don't usually have. That's a, it's a dream I think. So back, back to the music and sound design. Um, did you coordinate a lot among yourselves um for example like did you cover up transitions in the music with certain sound design or in at the very general level did you like uh coordinate how to nail the aesthetic did you use similar synths to to create uh, sounds or how did you guys work together
2: <laughs> i think it was mostly just uh felix directing us we barely mm-hmm. co- like we barely mm-hmm. collaborated with each other mm mm-hmm. like uh, me, me mm-hmm. and me felix
0: um uh uh, uh, uh interesting but it works really well
1: yeah i mean i got um uh pretty early on i got an um idea through the music um um what kind of like flair the uh uh the, the game have because it's sci-fi but it's it's uh very positive fantasy sci-fi i would mm-hmm. say so it's not uh of course no dark and gritty sounds would fit there. Yeah, and I like to use a lot of uh, like crystal or glass sounds for uh, for sci-fi effects, and mm-hmm. um, they're a bit inspired by some of the instruments uh, Intero also uses. So oh. it's a bit there, but it's not uh, like directly oh yeah which which uh instrument did you use uh can you give me some samples or stuff uh not like
0: that but you you kind of got inspired by the overall aesthetic and and feel Mm. yeah i can yeah even the combat tracks are kind of cheery i noticed that it's it's like positive and upbeat even though i'm like slaying uh rabbits (laughs) (laughs) it's true um okay, so but you i'm sure you got common ground um in terms of the the original inspirations as well, like um i don't know consoles era uh what's what is the aesthetic of cross code is it is it uh, super nintendo um, I could say
1: i think it just has a lot of influences mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of different influences uh in terms of like graphic or story or gameplay or um I don't know.
0: But, but it's not a, a sp- particular console that is emulating in terms of its graphics, for example.
1: I think uh, everyone in the team had a different experience with consoles, and um, we melded that together, kind of. Mm-hmm. I actually haven't played uh, the old uh, Super Nintendo classics, like Secret of Mana or Chrono Trigger or stuff. I know them, and I, mm-hmm. I know where the inspiration like Comes from, but I haven't played them. <laughs> I uh, I took a lot of inspiration for the sound effects uh, from Zelda, for example, because I I love the Zelda games, like
0: the uh, the old Zelda ones, um, like Link to the Past. I such. mean,
1: more like the three D games, actually.
0: Uh-huh. Ocarina so of... starting with um, Wind Waker, Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. Uh huh.
2: I think speaking of inspirations, I think it's also. Um... Should we noted that um, Felix is? Uh, I think Felix himself is more inspired by Super Nintendo games, mm-hmm. and he's also like in his thirties. I'm, I'm I'm probably one of the younger uh, team members, like the P- PlayStation One. So mm-hmm. to me, to me, uh, my music is more inspired of PlayStation One and early PlayStation Two games. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I so. never
1: had a PlayStation, so
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I had a PlayStation One and Two, but that's also my kind of era. The first one I had was a Nintendo sixty four. No, the very first one was Game Boy Classic, actually. Mm. Um, so did are there any particular games, Dennis, that you uh, would draw that you would name in terms of inspiration?
2: Oh, there's there's tons of inspirations. Like, um, I would uh, often listen to music from Kanoa Kirby, Fantasy, Fantasy Star Online falcon games uh gotta look into my itunes very quick (laughs) (laughs) okay i i I do listen to lots of nintendo stuff so um but i i barely listen to rpg music actually Mm. so maybe maybe you you won't get this kind of typical jrpg kind of sound with with cross code
1: Mm-hmm. um i would like to point out one game that inspired me a lot in terms of sound design and that is overwatch, mm-hmm. I, overwatch. I fucking love the sound design of overwatch and, uh-huh. uh, especially an element later on called the wave element uh, we mm-hmm. decided pretty early on on the on the element and I think it was 2013 and uh, dubstep (laughs) was very in and uh, the thought of uh, having a dubstep element was very funny to us. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, then came um, Overwatch with the hero Lucio and it's Mm -hmm. pretty much exactly the sound I wanted to have.
0: Lucio, is that the guy on rollerblades?
1: Yes, yes, oh, yeah. he has a sound gun, a sound wave gun. Oh like, yeah,
0: yeah, he could blast you off the cliff and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: it's it's uh the sound he has is not the aggressive dubstep sound. It's not like <laughs> Yeah. It's it's more like <laughs> right, right sounds. Uh so it's it's very um um uh nice to to listen to. Mhm. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, I and that became. Um, I'm. I'm actually. I, I. I pulled up my second screen and I'm looking at the wave temple uh, of Crosscode right now. That became one of the Crosscode sound effects as well. This. This subs. Uh, how. How did the dubstep aesthetic uh, end up in Crosscode?
1: Um, it's uh, used for um, wave. Is kind of an, a natural energy, you could mm-hmm. say. Uh so you have uh, things like uh teleporters or um you can shoot balls through the walls Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. um just when you throw them, they make um additionally to the to the hit sounds they make a whoop sound mm-hmm. and um it's just layered on top of it.
0: oh cool, uh-huh i'm i'm surprised i would have thought that you guys uh would come up with with more with older games in terms of the inspiration um but that's that's really cool that you guys uh you're a bit younger than felix right <laughs> <laughs> so dennis did you did you find some uh some more in your itunes library
2: um there as um i listened to a lot of uh Rockman EXE Transmission and Pokemon Mystery Dungeon while I made the soundtrack. I also listened to a lot of um, Final Fantasy 9. No, not oh. 9. Uh, 11. 11. Final uh-huh. Fantasy, the, the MMO. Okay. That one has good music.
0: I didn't play it. I played 9 and 10 a lot, but not 11.
2: I never played 11 as well, but I uh, listened to the music often. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. I got that with some games as well. I see. So, but if you're not really trying to emulate a certain era or console, then you didn't, um, you didn't really impose any technical restrictions on yourself when making uh, the music or sound effects, did you?
2: No. Oh, um, I kind of did. You did? Like, um, I went out on my way and got myself a sound module, like a hardware sound module. hmm um like way back uh in the PlayStation era in the PlayStation 2 era even they used um instead of virtual instruments you had um rack synthesizers and mm-hmm. um you, uh, these these like um, contained all the sounds you would use oh. and these these types of sounds are you, you cannot find them as um as virtual instruments mm-hmm. well most of them you you, you won't so um I got myself like an, a, a Roland Integra 7, which has all the... Like it's it's a late module, actually, but it contains uh, lots of sounds that were um, inside modules that were popular during the 90s and early 2000s, like a, a JV-1080 and a XV-5080. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, I saw that you tweeted about that the other day, that you might not be able to... To take it with you to Japan or something.
2: Oh yeah, um, if I were to move to Japan, I probably have to sell my Integra Seven because um, even though it's a, like a it's 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 an expensive and late module, they didn't really make it compatible with um, uh, like it's 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 like the 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 power supply isn't um, 50 hertz and 60 hertz com- compatible.
0: Oh, it's, okay, that's a shame. It's kind of a bummer. Mm, that sucks. Yeah. But that's how you uh, sort of got the aesthetic nailed down by using just sounds from this machine.
2: Yes, yeah, certainly. I mean, um, a lot of these sounds that are on this module are were also being used in all the games, and that definitely helped, um, like, um, establish that, that sort of old old school aesthetic.
0: Mm-hmm. Very cool. How about you, Flora? Did you um, like use certain certain hardware? Uh, no.
1: No, I use uh, just my microphone and my computer and FL Studio. Uh, oh,
0: so so it wasn't even uh, synthesis. It was more like, did you do Foley work? I I uh,
1: combine a lot of Foley work with uh, synthesis. Okay, that's basically my my go to uh, design process because um, the the synth gives me a lot of control uh, about the. Uh, the core of the sound, I would say. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Foley gives me an o- o- organic sound oh. and makes it more and more natural, basically. And I put that on, on top of each other, basically. And um, often many, many, many layers on top of each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> you can always make it more interesting, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I don't. The only, um, like, um, thing I have to think about is making the sound mono. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the beginning of the development, I didn't know that. Uh, I I used to make uh, stereo sounds, and stereo sounds are a lot of fun to design, because mm-hmm. you can create unique experiences to listen to. But... Um, if you position sounds in the game um, with positional sounds, it uh, it messes everything up.:
0: Oh, okay.
1: so for certain sound effects, I have to um, restrain myself to mono mm-hmm. like um, footsteps or waterfall sounds or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's basically the only restriction I. I have and I like to work freely around.
0: And for the recorded sounds, did you, um, how did you get them to sound lo fi? Did you like crush them in in some way to get them fit the aesthetic? Uh,
1: I haven't used lo fi a lot. Okay. um, There's maybe a few sounds, um, like the teleportation sound is one of the first sounds uh, in the game. Mm-hmm. But I I used um it's it's made up of uh, a lot of little bits and chips. Mm-hmm. And, um it's just a symbol sound stretched very long with a specific algorithm that uh adds a lot of um what's it the called? artifacts? Artifacts, yes, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't like uh want to use bit crusher or something to mm-hmm. um to reduce the like, quality of the, or mm-hmm. fidelity of the sound yes just to to fit an aesthetic because um i think uh, cross code is like a mixture of of a lot of things and mm-hmm. it's like uh with the graphics too we of course we use a palette and and have pixel art graphics but we don't restrain ourselves to certain colors or something. We mm-hmm. use the full color spectrum. We use as many colors as we as we need to.
0: And in uh, the same vein, there's some naturalistic sound design in there.
1: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Very cool. So if you say you you didn't really uh, you did use synthesis, did you? Just use uh, software synths. Mm-hmm.
1: Just um, yeah. a lot of the the basic plugins of FL Studio i just use they're pretty good
0: <laughs> yeah actually i that's what i always like to say it's you know you gotta be able to use the things you got um i i make a lot of music with some of the pre-built um uh synthesizers that just come out of the box with cubase <laughs> and they sound <laughs> they sound really nice you don't need something really expensive
1: yeah especially if you just know what you do what you want to achieve um
0: exactly so but you already touched on it um there's some restrictions that come with the territory which was really fascinating is the game is made in, in html5 it can actually run in browsers so did that limit you guys in terms of the implementation did uh, or was it no problem i, I imagine um... it's got it's got some limited functionalities compared to like unity or other uh, uh software
1: so one thing um, Felix was always afraid of is uh, using too many sounds, or rather loading too many sounds, mm-hmm. um, because it could just overload the memory or, or something. So I often had the idea to just add sounds to everything, and mm-hmm. every, every action an enemy has and stuff, and... He said, ah, try to make more generic sounds that we can reuse mm-hmm. in different ways or combine in different ways uh, so we don't have to load too many sounds.
0: Wasn't there even a problem with that when you mm-hmm. release 1.0? I, I remember there being some bug or something that uh, that caused it, the game to crash because of uh, this kind of memory overload or something.
1: Uh, yeah, that was uh, about... but. That was not, uh, like, our fault or something. That's the the um, underlying engine we use, the uh, Node WebKit. Oh, mm-hmm. And it was about loading loading the music. I think um, Intero used some kind of export. I don't know. You can tell me about it.
2: I'm not quite sure what, uh, what crash you're referring to. There was this one point where... Um, um the game would have trouble loading some news, uh, new music files because I uh, exported, them, exported them into ArcVorbis from a different, um, a different program. Like, I used to use Audacity, and at some point I bought WaveLab and did the same thing there. Mm-hmm. But um, as it turns out, the way uh, WaveLab does ArcVorbis doesn't, um, doesn't work well with, uh, with our game. Uh, generally speaking, our game like um, hbo Five audio out of the box is um, it's not very good in, uh, in our experience. Like um, we don't have we we don't have many cool options like other games from Unity do have. At the time, I don't think we had the option to even use something like FMOD or Wise. But um, now it looks different. I think like I've seen uh, there is now um, hbo Five support for uh, from FMOD. But, or maybe, or maybe I didn't we didn't see that at the time. like when we when when we implement sounds or music, we have to use um, a JavaScript text file and um, have to like write the references in, in, into the file and give it like a volume, and uh, volume and the volume is represented by a decimal number. So if you have over a thousand sounds and uh, stuff is like sounding unbalanced, you have to open up the JavaScript file and look for that one sound and yeah. uh, adjust the decimal number and I kind of I wish we had like something like FMOD back then like early, early implemented so we didn't have the, the, the problem to balance out uh, sounds.
0: Yeah I, I understand and but you don't need a middleware to have um, certain things that, that like did you for instance adapt the music? Is it layered or things like that or is it just track that loop?
2: Um... Well, uh, we didn't have any uh, option to have fancy layered music. I think the only layer that happens is um, a lot of the music is like um, split into multiple parts. Like there's an intro part that has also a reverb reverb tail at the at the end, and uh, a main part that also has a reverb tail at the end. So I tell the uh, I, I write into the JavaScript file uh, how long the actual track is, like minus the reverb tail. So it layers those sounds. Um, Perfectly, but it's it doesn't always work. It's 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 actually pretty dodgy like um, uh, like I said the uh, HTML5 audio out of the box isn't very good
0: uh, but, So you guys actually do the implementation yourselves?
2: Um, yeah, for the most part um, I do I do write my music I implement music into a JavaScript file that um, That makes it uh, able to uh, use it in the level editor but uh, putting the music into the level, uh, that's usually something our level designer does, or Felix himself.
0: Ah, okay. So you just get it into the project yourselves? Yeah, basically.
2: For me, I um,
1: implement a lot of the sounds myself. Like, we have, we have the editor for it, and I can just uh, go to certain effects or enemy actions and add sound effects and test them and change pitch or length or something
0: so do you if you implement your audio yourself that's actually great because i when i do sound design i have to like bug coders the whole time and say like ah this is still a little bit ahead of the animation mm. or mm. a little bit behind um but do you work off animations in general when you make a sound you isolate the animation you make the sound and you then you put it in or do you tweak can you even tweak it in engine
1: uh, i do both i um I mentioned earlier that um, Felix um, convinced me to do some more generic sounds. Um, And uh, it was just like, yeah, we need a charge up sound and uh, an energy sound or something like that. When I made those, um, actually very fun uh, to to mess around and combine different sound effects to to an attack. So I do that on the fly on the editor. But sometimes I have a a a special animation I want a specific sound for. And I can just put it on another monitor and loop the sound, uh, loop the animation while I make uh, a sound in parallel. And so I can already, like, time it and um, uh, give it the right feel. Uh, while I make the sound. I often make the sound uh, with my mouth and in my mind a little bit <laughs> so I can get a feel for it. Yeah, But sometimes it, I, I can stand, then still pitch it, pitch it up like 10% or speed it up like 10% or make it slower
0: 10%. And that's something you would do inside of the game?
1: Yes, sometimes uh-huh. sometimes I do
0: that. Oh, pretty cool. It saves, saves memory and, and work, I guess. Mm-hmm.
1: And um, some uh, for some attacks and animations, uh, Felix used the generic sounds and made basically sounds by himself too. <laughs> uh, so that was really helpful too. Um, sometimes I went over them and made them a little bit better or uh, fine-tuned them, but it gave a good idea of what he wanted it to sound like. Mm-hmm. And cool. sometimes he had very creative ideas. He, he took some sounds and slowed them down to like 30% and <laughs> it uh-huh. sounded really good and stuff. Uh, it's really cool. All
0: right, that's, that's a, a lot of t- technical stuff. Um, let's, let's get back to the more creative side of things. Um, mm. First, I got, I got a couple of questions here. Uh, first about the soundtrack and then about the sound effects. So Dennis, I, I was wondering, th- uh, what instrument do you play? Do you play an instrument or several? Uh,
2: I do play the piano. Uh huh. Um, I had uh, keyboard and piano lessons when I was uh, younger, mm-hmm. and um, I also have a stage piano here. That I used to input my music.
0: And uh, I-, I was kind of confused about the, the 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 soundtrack was a separate release from the game. Just a side note. Um, how did how did Materia Collective come in? Are they publishing it or something?
2: Materia Collective is basically um, taking care of uh, publishing it on all platforms, like <laughs> um, iTunes, uh, Spotify, and um, they also take care of uh, mechanical licensing. Like if uh, someone were to uh, make a uh, cover of, uh, of CrossCode and sell it, they have to like reach out to Materia Collective about it.
0: Oh, Sweet. Like they like
2: they they take care of lots of work for me, and I can I, I don't I don't have to worry anything about
0: it. All right, and and you made a physical or a physical CD is being made by First Press Games.
2: Right, uh, First Press Games uh, approached me to make a CD release, um, and the CDs are coming out uh, next week, even as far oh. as I know. Oh, and it's it's pretty exciting. Like I, I can't wait to have, a, a, have have a copy myself. It's, it's, so, um, that's the second week of November, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, it's, it's by the time the podcast is edited and online, it's probably in the past already. It's a, uh, several CDs, right? The soundtrack is super long.
2: Uh, yeah, it's, it's two CDs. Uh, the soundtrack is uh, over two hours long.
0: <laughs> Whoa. Well, you did have a couple of years to make it, but still, that's a lot of music.
2: <laughs> that's true. Really excited about it. It's uh, it's very, it's uh, I'm very fortunate to have a CD release. Not 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 many people uh, can say that about the debut project.
0: Yeah, that's, I have not a CD release. Yet. That's really cool. Um, but uh, it's it's also it's also something that you don't often see, I think, uh, in general. Like some some lovers of, of vinyl or something do that, but usually it's just digital download.
2: Uh, interesting thing about the cds um it's gonna be like a japanese style uh, cd release like uh it has uh, a spine card and a booklet even
0: oh cool
2: yeah it looks pretty authentic all right (laughs) that's so cool
0: i got this straight now i know i okay i now know who who does what you got a lot of you got like several publishers and a publisher for the soundtrack and then you somebody else does the physical release but now i understand i think yeah. Um, in terms of all the music that you wrote, uh, I saw that it's like, it's like 50 or something tracks uh, like of two minutes each. Um, so I wondered where do all this, the, when does the music change? Is it, is it a track per area and like a combat track for each area and like a theme for each character? Or how did you go about it?
2: Um, well, uh, every, every area has its own theme. But uh, not every area has its own battle theme. Like um, we do have multiple battle themes, but they're not they're not divided into uh, to areas more like into intensity, um, uh, vibe, mm-hmm. more likely. Um, not every character has its own theme as well. Like um, I, don't, I don't think we even needed many uh, character themes um, because every cutscene would have like a certain certain vibe, mm-hmm. and I would I would make emphasize that vibe with, with, with uh, a cutscene track instead of making a character theme.
0: That's how you reached over two hours of music, because you were always like, ah, this is some very specific mood I want to capture with this track, so I'm going to write a new one.
2: I think I think um, it's because of all the different battle themes and area themes that the um, soundtrack got so long.
0: Okay. How many areas are there?
2: Oof, um, I don't know. Many. <laughs> okay. I, I haven't counted them, actually.
1: Well... If you count towns and areas together let me let me kill
2: it
0: i played a couple hours already and i haven't been too much of the game i think how many hours is the campaign
2: Ooh, um 40.
0: okay it's
2: it's pretty it's pretty long It <laughs> can even play up to 50 hours i think
1: mm-hmm. it depends on a lot of your play style like uh if you do every quest and uh look at everything you can get up to like 80 hours but if you just focus on the story it's about 30 hours okay so 40, 40 to 50 is, is a good middle ground
0: uh-huh yeah in that case i can see how more than two hours of music are are a good idea but damn <laughs> <laughs> and we talked a little bit about inspiration in terms of areas and consoles earlier but I, I saw when I when I looked up your your soundtrack release just now, you you mentioned by name Eriko Imura and Samuel Asha Weiss. Who are those people?
2: Oh, they are uh, people who helped me um, back when I was still going to uh, like uh, I, I started making music uh, for Crosscode at the end of uh, two thousand twelve, and I was still going to school at the time. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And then I was going to university and. Um, Working on crossco was like a side thing. Mm-hmm. and at the time, I didn't really feel like um, I was studying computer science, but wasn't very good at it. Mm-hmm. and I felt like um I was going nowhere like I couldn't imagine myself doing this for a living mm-hmm. and um, I, I talked to um, I talked to many people, including Sam and Eriko. and um, i I basically they basically encouraged me to do this for a living mm-hmm. and um both are people I, I look up to a lot, and uh, they make fantastic music. and um, they're, they're both a great, great inspiration to me. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it meant a lot uh, to me uh, uh, that, that they would uh, encourage me to, to do this for a living. And that's, that's when, I, when I started. Um, uh, like I dropped out from university, basically, mm-hmm. and I worked on CrossCode full time. And um, that's been how long it's been now ago like two years ago or something. And it's, it, it has worked out for me. Like, I'm, I'm very happy I, I did this uh, decision, and um, I am, I'm very thankful to uh, both Sam and Ediko that, uh, that they both encouraged me to, to do that.
0: Awesome. So did you guys just work on CrossCode full-time since, like, the last two or three years?
2: More or less, yeah. Like, um, there's, there's been a lot of work, especially in the last two years, um, ever since we uh started uh working on a second second uh part of it because a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of like suddenly we have to do a lot more content for me personally there was like a um in the middle of the game there was a um part that needed a lot of music in in succession like there was lots of there's a new track and after that, there's another track and after that, there's another new track and it's all like compressed into this like uh, twenty-minute-long uh, sequence, mm-hmm. and um, that 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 gave me a lot of work to do. And um, no, normally, I would also like work on a side thing or be like a bit more relaxed uh, about uh, whether, whether or not I'm gonna, gonna work on um, a new thing on the side. But in the last one year at least, uh, crosscode has been like the main focus for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Are you guys going to take a new freelance job now that CrossCode is, is over?
2: Yes. Um, Probably, yes. <laughs> okay. I am actually already uh, talking to a few people, and uh, I'm going to work on really cool games. I'm really excited.
0: Anything you can talk about already?
2: Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I can't.
0: Okay, okay.
2: Um, I'm on another project
1: called um, Star Chaser Story. Uh-huh. Uh, Sacred Earth. It's uh, from basically from a guy named Tsuzui, mm-hmm. or you may know his his character in a lot of games.
0: Star Chaser story. Wait, don't tell me that's the oh, that's the one where you play the the guy and the girl, and they you can switch them up.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: I I met the guy actually at one of our uh, get-togethers. Oh really. And, and a lot of his uh, characters were in other games because he, he did like big ass crowdfunding tiers for those games, right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Oh, very cool.
1: Yeah. He's, he's a big fan of Crosscode. His characters in, uh, will be in Crosscode too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was just asking me if I, I would like to help him out with, uh, with sound design too. I
0: mm-hmm. Awesome. Cool. How <laughs> funny. I actually heard of that. <laughs> uh isn't he american uh, navy yes yeah yeah he was stationed in, in germany for a while so we got to meet at some point
1: mm-hmm. nice awesome cool
0: okay so um that we're already talking about the future uh, is there anything you can tell us about future plans for for radical fish games probably not yet
1: um we have we have um some plans for um some more content for crosscode mm-hmm I don't think we have too many specifics out yet, but we have a lot of ideas, of course, and we also mm-hmm. have ideas for our next game project. Um, but I think, like over the next year or so we're gonna focus some more on cross code.
0: So there's still so much to do on cross code. I thought it was I thought it was pretty much finished for now.
1: Um, we still have uh, a lot of uh, backer content. We need to get into the game. Oh, right. Uh, from right. the Indiegogo campaign. We asked them beforehand if it would be okay to, to uh, add them post release. Mm-hmm. And the majority said, yes, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's also still the story, still needs some conclusions. Oh. <laughs> At the end, we will tell that story too.
0: And that concerns um, music and sound design as well?
1: Yes, probably.
0: All right, very cool. Oh wait, I, I was gonna ask uh, because we actually didn't talk much about uh, the the composition process. I was wondering. I I've, I felt like the music has to get a lot of things right. It's very. It's got interesting rhythms. It's got catchy melodies, and it's got very complex harmonies. Actually, surprisingly complex stuff going on there. True. Um, sure. Where did where did that all come from? Is that sort of a Thing that comes with the territory of this kind of game. I think it's
2: just uh, the type of music I like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> like um, I'm especially a fan of very jazzy uh, chord progressions, and I try my best to uh, mm-hmm. like do something interesting in that regard every time I make music.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you have any formal training, any jazz lessons or something?
2: No, I'm, I'm self-taught. Wow. I know,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Wow, this is impressive. And But it is kind of something that when you hear it, you do think of, of JRPGs a bit, right? Uh, this kind of jazzy, weird chord progression stuff.
2: Like these kind of weird progressions are actually a staple in um, Japanese uh, video game music or J-pop. And um, mm-hmm. there, there's also uh, many good... Um, Jazz bands uh, from Japan. Oh, really? Or, or more like I should say fusion. I'm, I'm more like a fan of fusion, actually. <laughs> which is which is like uh, we could say it's like uh, jazz rock. Mm-hmm. And I, I try my best to like uh, get that sort of influence into my music, and I personally really like that that sort of uh, style. And also the, the the video games I listed as as, um, as inspiration also go for that sort of uh, complex harmony uh, thing for the most part I think.
1: Um. Can I ask like where where do you know the the actual all the chord progressions and and stuff? how
2: did you learn that um i, I did you just <laughs> listen i um I often analyze music by kinda um reducing them to their chord progressions and um like like a, like a cheeky trick I do when I when I try to play along a track is to transpose uh, my keyboard so that I um, I'm playing on on C major, so so that's 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 how I can actually see the uh, like that's that's how I get to easily see the relations between each chord functions wise. And mm. that, that kind of speeds up the process. Yeah. It's it's probably not very healthy, <laughs> so to say, to to always play in C major. But uh, that that was that was at um, very early on. That was a very helpful um, boost to uh, making progress in that regard.
0: Sure, I, I mean that's all you need. Uh, you're not required to be able to play it in like the the, the weirdest uh, key. Um, but now that we're getting into the nuts and bolts of it, are you? So did you, did you extrapolate any, any rules? Are there special optional notes or special relations between chords that are very typical of the genre? Um,
2: hmm, I haven't really thought much about it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there' <laughs> are some rules when I want to go back to, to, to tonic for a looping part, I often just go for um, a dominant like I'm moving towards a dominant chord and um... <laughs> To try to see which version of it uh, will, will suit best. Stuff like that, like. Um, but that's very general, I think. But uh, I, I of- oh yeah right right. I often use um, like seventh chords, nine chords, and uh, that often gets uh, this 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 type of sound I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And um, there's there there are many many uh, cool things you can extend uh, chords, and I try to get um, as creative as as possible when when I'm trying out stuff. There's, of course, lots of uh, experimentation involved. Yeah. But um, there's of, often also very uh, basic chord progressions you can kind of tweak to your own liking until it sounds original enough to stand on its own.
0: By adding optional notes or by replacing some chords with some equivalents, how do you spice it up? Yeah,
2: so to say, like, for example, like there's, um, what do you call them again? Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm my my uh <laughs> music theory vocabulary is uh, kind of rusty. Okay, uh, like, like you can you can of course substitute certain chords with other chords. Like what's it called? Tritone substitute.
0: Yeah, that's what. Awesome. Yeah,
2: like in J-pop, there's off, there's there's many many um classic uh, progressions like stuff like you you start on a subdominant and go down to the tonic, mm-hmm. and you can you can kind of you can kind of start like that, but then kind of. Break it up into something completely different, original, and it takes um, some experimentation to get something completely new that that doesn't sound too foreign or weird, but mm-hmm. still um, familiar and fresh. That uh, that it's actually pretty interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you ever like modulate the key or switch it all together mid-track
2: uh, within a, a single track? You mean yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I um I used to do that early on, I think, but um it's it's not really necessary to, to change the key mm-hmm. to, to make something interesting, I think. Um I mean if I do change the keys, it's it's usually to very two relevant keys, like if I like from, from, from C major to, to A minor.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Stuff like that. But um I'm, I'm, I'm not, so you I'm, keep
0: the tone and material.
2: I don't. I don't really uh, keep track of what I do. Actually, I just um, I just do what sounds good <laughs> and see from there.
0: That that's that's very good. Actually, that I think that's better advice than it might may sound like at first. Because I often I I often try to stick to, or I'm often limited by by certain schemes and chord progressions and like. Everything has to be four or eight bars long and stuff like that. But th- it's actually kind of cool to not really know what, what where you're going with something. You just do it because it sounds cool. And I think that's really liberating and, and and makes the music as interesting as it turned out to be with Crosscode. So I think that's a good piece of advice. Actually, I th-
2: I think it's like um when I when I when I learned music theory um. I would I would try to to um, see how I could use it to making music, but I learned later on uh, to, um, that that music theory is better used to analyze music than not to use it to to make music. So it's uh, making mm-hmm. music to me is more like um, you have to you, you just uh, you just trying to find out something that sounds cool, trying to to express yourself. It's 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 not uh, it's not a science. It's not mathematics or something that 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 this this chord. Um has to go to this core and stuff like that. Just you just try out stuff and um uh see if it's if it's uh if it sounds good, if it sounds like your style. Mm-hmm. Like there I w- I would also say like um music is more like a language you speak, and with uh, each piece you analyze or each um experimentation you find something new to you could use, you basically extend your vocabulary. And
0: oh totally, yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the
2: end, when you're, like, improvising or trying to come up with a new track, you, you rely on that vocabulary to, um, to make something new, mm-hmm. to, to tell, tell a new story, so to say, if you were to, uh, like, compare making music like, uh, as to writing a book. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's how that's, that's I kind of approach of making music.
0: Yeah, you put another, like, I would have said, it's like putting new tools in your, in your toolbox. Uh, but absolutely, I understand that approach. Excellent, yeah. Then let's let's turn to the future plans. See, so, are you actually moving to Japan,
2: Dennis? Um, I plan to. Like, it's uh, it's been a long dream of mine, and um, I've been I've always uh, telling myself when Crosscut is out, I'm gonna uh, I'm, I'm gonna try to, to go, go to Japan and look for clients there because mm-hmm. to me, like uh, when I, when I was growing up, I played lots of Japanese games. And I always wanted to work on, these, on, on, on such games. And um, here in Germany, I cannot find such games.
0: <laughs> sure. I mean, you, you work remote anyway, so you could try to find Japanese clients from, from Germany, no?
2: Yeah, that's true. I, I work remotely. However, um, many, many people uh, like peers... They they find their clients through um, meetups or conventions. Oh yeah,
0: so that's uh, there there
2: there are certainly clients you can find online, but um, you can you can find more clients when you're actually um, in an area in a in a big big city that actually has an active um, um, game development uh, community
0: or industry. Absolutely, yeah, that's also a good piece of advice.
2: Uh, like, right now I'm, I'm living like in a um I'm, I'm living like two hours away from cologne and it's pretty hard to find the uh, dev meetups uh, from here without having to <laughs> go go through like a long train ride
0: yeah no, nah, it sucks and even then it's not gonna be the kind of games that you want to do
2: yeah it's that's always that's 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 most likely true um so it's 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 kind of hard to find the, the right kind of games where I would certainly fit into. So um, my my best luck so far has been through um, through social media for the internet to find new clients. And uh, I'm I'm hoping that when I move to uh, to Japan, where um, my the roots of my, my musical style and my tastes. That yeah. i would find uh, an easier time uh that, that i have an easier time finding um, interested clients there yeah but of, it's of course a, a big risk i would take so um i'd rather want to uh, try it now when i while i'm young and i can risk stuff yeah uh, then uh, do it when i'm when i'm too old to
0: yeah i understand well uh, but you guys are gonna stay on board for for future future radical fish projects i assume
2: I would hope so. Mm,
0: definitely. <laughs> Depends on Felix. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: By by. Think by. Think he plans to uh, involve us in in his next projects.
0: Okay. Great. It's
2: including including the the, the, the backer content.
0: Yeah. Of course. True. I, you mean you have to be around for that at least. And um, you always do live streams on Sundays, right?
2: Uh, Saturday
1: it is now, I think.
0: Oh, on Saturdays. Yeah, it used to be Sundays. Okay. Are you guys always there?
1: Um, sometimes I'm in the chat, but
2: uh, in the voice chat I'm very, very seldom. Okay. Oh, you can, you can rarely find me there uh, these days. I used to be part of it, but um, I, I, um, I've, I've, been for, uh, I've not been attending those anymore
0: yeah i mean it's a it's a big deal it's a couple of hours every every week i i really don't know how you guys do it uh how felix does it yeah it
2: goes it goes up like even after midnight so <laughs> yeah that's... i want to go to bed too
0: but you guys got a very active community uh as a result so it's really paying yes. off
2: Oh, yeah, we're very fortunate to have, a, have such a great community. Yes, we love our community.
0: It's incredible. Like, you, you get fan art for days, like, every day. is insane.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's so positive, and everyone's so understanding of our, like, development choices and stuff
0: yeah and even when stuff like takes long or something everybody's like take your time you gotta do it mm. right and uh, I, i'm really i'm really happy about the the way people talk to you guys it's really cool um all right so uh yeah then in that case i don't think we have any more talk about thanks a lot again for for being on our podcast thanks for having us
1: yeah thanks for having
0: us it's, it's been a pleasure Thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, Those two are really very, very interesting people to talk to. I met them in person at Gamescom, which is when the whole idea of doing this interview originated. That said, I don't know when another podcast is coming out, as usual. um, It's just going to be whenever there's a new opportunity. Peter, uh, essentially the guy in charge of Behind the Audio, and myself both got new jobs this year, so um, we didn't have uh, as much time as we uh, like, but um, I'm not saying there are going to be fewer podcasts, but I'm also saying that they're not going to be any more regular than they've been in the past. Uh, Probably a couple months from now, I'll bump into somebody um, in the industry who really has some interesting things to say, and I'll record it for you guys. If you like this podcast... Feel free to subscribe to us uh, on whichever platform you're listening. Um, We also have some interviews on our YouTube channel Behind the Audio. Um, We're calling them Tuesday Talks. We used to publish them every week on Tuesdays. And of course, we have a website, BehindTheAudio.com, with loads of timeless material. Even though we're not getting much out at the moment, I'm sure you'll find something interesting. See you then!